I had dutifully made sure my patient had Maxlon on board, had some Diaz on board, so we're going to have a nice calm trip for the patient. That was all good. Plane, of course, was a bit late, as it always is. It was getting hotter and hotter. Eventually got the patient onto the plane. Um, and the next stop on that plane run is only about 20 minutes. So the plane kept fairly low. And in that heat, it was just, uh, it was awful. It was so bumpy. Um, the turbulence was terrible. Um, so we had to land and then take off again. And in the end, the patient slept through the whole lot and it was me with the vomit bag. Viewing. Hello and welcome to a Nurse Outwear podcast. My name is Danielle Corza and I have been a rural and remote nurse for most of my career. I created this podcast as an opportunity to explore and celebrate and perhaps spark some interest in rural and remote nursing. Each week we will meet with some of the extraordinary nurses who live and work in rural and remote areas across Australia as they tell their story about all that is beautiful and unique to rural and remote nursing. So join with me as we explore the stories from a nurse out where. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of A Nurse Out Where. I had to do a fair bit of persuading with my next guest, so um, I'm very pleased that she finally was convinced to come on board. So she commenced a Bachelor of Nursing at James Cook University in 1997, and during her degree, she worked as an assistant in nursing to what was then known as the Townsville General Hospital, working mostly in coronary care. She graduated in 99 and was successful in obtaining a place at the Townsville General Hospital graduate program, which commenced in early 2000. During that year, she worked in orthopedics and neurosurgical wards, and by 2001, she moved on to the cardiac ward. From there, she worked as the cardiac patient educator before going back to coronary care in 2002 for a couple of years. She commenced a Master's of Advanced Nursing in 2002, majoring in cardiac and intensive care nursing, and in 2004, joined the team in intensive care and stayed there until late 2007. Now, in 2008, while she was on maternity leave, her husband's work took her off to Ingham, where they stayed until 2014. Here, she worked in the ward and on the emergency department and relieved as the CNC and the nurse unit manager. In late 2013, she undertook a project as known as the Rural Transfer Project, which she continued following until late 2014. In 2015, she worked as a nurse manager in patient flow, managing patient flow, pool and casual nurses, and the day of discharge unit. Between 2016 and 2018, she worked as the nurse manager for professional practice, followed by two years as the nursing director of professional nursing and midwifery services. And in late 2020, she joined the mental health as the nursing director on a secondment, initially for 10 weeks, which has turned into 18 months, which happens to be the case generally. Uh, this role is undertaking a project to implement changes in the secure mental health rehabilitation unit. And she's now commenced a graduate certificate in mental health nursing through uh, Central Queensland University. And since January, her whole life has been Palm Island. And whilst that might sound living life on a tropical island, I'm sure we'll get into some of that as we get through this podcast. So welcome, Megan. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks, Danielle. That's good. Uh, yeah, no, thank you for, for coming on board. It's, uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of stories to tell. You were a bit hesitant, but um, we've all got a story to share. 
So as you know, um, sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think you don't really think that you've got much to say until you actually start reflecting on your career and then you realise you've probably got a few stories and things that you can share with people. So, yeah, you got me over the line eventually. Thanks. <laughs> and, you know, even just through your bio, you've done some amazing things in some amazing places um, over the years. So I'm sure um, I'm sure you've got plenty of tales to tell. Maybe not all that you'd really want to share. <laughs> I look, the podcast is titled A Nurse Out Where. So from your perspective, can you finish the sentence, I'm a nurse out where? So currently I'm a nurse in Palm Island. Um, and so Palm Island, for those of you who don't know, is uh, about 65 kilometres northeast of Townsville um, in Queensland. Um, it is really accessible, like you can imagine, only by plane, boat, ferry, uh, anything like that. So at the moment uh, I'm doing fly in, fly out every day. So it's about a... 20-ish minute um, small plane ride uh, every day in and out of the island. And, and what's taking you over there? What are you doing over there? Ah, so yeah, um, so this is all part of Queensland's COVID response. So um, Queensland was a little bit late to the party following New South Wales and Victoria and um, our COVID activities really ramped up around Christmas time. Um, Palm Island is, uh, or does have a majority of an Indigenous population, which are obviously very high risk um, with their comorbidities. So um, the Townsville Hospital and Health Service were very keen on screening and ensuring we were managing and monitoring any outbreaks of COVID on the island. So I went over there initially just to swab, um, swab patients on the island. Everybody had to be swabbed that was coming into the hospital. So that was a big part of our work. And then it kind of expanded really to swapping in the community as well, um, just to make sure that we, we had a good eye on what was happening. Yeah, great, sounds, sounds really exciting. Well, not, not necessarily exciting, but uh, uh, certainly a change of pace to your, to your previous project. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was different. It was evolving, as you well know, Danielle, every day. Um, everything was changing. And I think initially went over there as, a, as a, just a swabber and went over there, did my 11 hours and came home. But um, these things tend to follow you. So I guess you tend to take on a bit of a role where you want to organise things and make sure things have got a bit of a, a flow to them every day and a bit of a routine. So I think that kind of quickly became part of my role over there. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So why, why did you want to go and work in rural and remote? Um, you know, you said that your, your husband's work took you down to Ingham, but, you know, was there, was there a lure otherwise? Look, I, I guess I initially, when I was a student, um, I did my six weeks placement up at Mareeba on the Atherman Tablelands. Um, I really enjoyed that because that really, even though it was only six weeks, it really showed me that rural and remote nursing, you, you do everything from cradle to the grave, quite literally. Um, I saw my first um, and only birth, other than my own children, um, while I was in Mareeba. Um, and of course, did palliative care nursing in Mareeba and thought that it probably wasn't a bad gig. Um, and I did some stint in air and Charters Towers as well as a student. And then, so I guess when the opportunity arose and my husband looked at potentially getting a transfer to Ingham, um, we thought it probably wouldn't be a bad gig. I had two small children at that point in time. Um, I had my third while I was living there. So, and, and to be honest, I guess at first I thought, oh, well, um, it's just, you know, I'll only be working part-time, I'm busy having babies, whatever, whatever. Um, and in the end, after six years there, it was him who really wanted to go. I was quite happy to stay. I was really enjoying it. Yeah, nice. Very good. So, you know, we're bound by um, 
patient confidentiality. So just keeping that in mind. Um, have you got any fond memories or a tale to tell of any of your time working in any of these areas? Yeah, look, like you mentioned, I did some work on a, a rural transfer project and um, I was tasked with um, bringing a patient in from one of our Western locations into Townsville, into the nursing home. And we were doing it by commercial flight. Um, it was in January, so it was a beautiful Western heat that we get out there. Um, and I was standing at the, at the airport. I had dufully made sure my patient had Maxlone on board, had some Diaz on board, so we're gonna have a nice calm trip for the patient. That was all good. Plane, of course, was a bit late as it always is. It was getting hotter and hotter. Eventually got the patient onto the plane. Um, and the next stop on that plane run is only about 20 minutes. So the plane kept fairly low and in that heat, it was just, uh, it was awful. It was so bumpy, um, the turbulence was terrible. Um, so we had to land and then take off again. And in the end, the patient slept through the whole lot and it was me with the vomit bag feeling the whole <laughs> in, in the plane, not looked after myself one little bit. Um, but the patient had a great trip. We got him off the end, no dramas, but um, I should have known better. I don't normally do show rides and theme parks very well. Um, but thankfully, the, the last few trips to Palm Island haven't quite been as eventful and I've managed to keep my lunch down. So that's thanks. <laughs> And it's a it's a small plane over to Palm Island as well. It's not um, what is it a six or seven seater? Look, on a good day when the plane is working, um, it's an eight seater, <laughs> including the pilot. Um, we have had instances where the plane that plane was down for about a week and a half, probably close to two weeks, um, and I was going over on the four seater, so that included the pilot. So that was uh, yeah, interesting. Cozy. <laughs> Cozy. <laughs> Luckily, I'm only five foot two. <laughs> so they could fold you up into the boot. <laughs> yeah. So what, did you, what do you miss the most when you're working in a rural or remote or even regional areas? Yeah, I, look, um, I love my powerlifting. I love my sport. So um, it probably would be, um, to be honest, at the gym. Um, I miss having like a out. I compete in powerlifting. Um, I've been mm -hmm. doing that for about five years. So um, it does have a little bit of specialist equipment. So if I'm out rural and remote, I don't have any of that and I've just kind of got to make do with what I've got. So I probably miss that the most. Um, my gut would say coffee, but Palm Island and Ingham both have quite good coffee. So that's actually not too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of good little coffee shops. <laughs> so look, it, it can be incredibly rewarding and really challenging as, as you and I both know. So how do you care for yourself and your own mental health? Yeah, I think um, it's all about making social connections, I think. Um, it, like when I was in Ingham, like I said, I went up there and I my husband's family was from there, um, which gave us a bit of a, a sort of a head start in that community. But in the end, it was um, making friends with people through work. There was only a really small number of us that were under 40 at that time. Um, so we kind of began to hang out, hang out together and, you know, we'd do lunches in the beach and whatever together. Um, and I joined a play group. Um, you know, I said my kids were little, so it was making those connections. Um, and that really, I guess, helped it stop you going stir crazy sitting at home on a farm. Um, 
and you know, for a person like me, I am actually naturally introverted, so it was a bit of a challenge, but you just put yourself out there and um, in the end, it, it becomes a great experience. Yeah, nice. And you've already mentioned, you know, you compete in powerlifting and you would meet up with friends at, at the beach or for coffee or whatever. But so what would you do to fill in your downtime or your days off? Um, I also got involved. Um, I've been always been heavily involved with netball um, growing up. So I got involved in the local um, netball scene there. I coached a team. I played. I ended up the umpire convener there for a couple of years. So just got involved in that in my, in my downtime. Um, yeah, and probably just the, the social social scene and, and getting getting involved in the community. Um, but you know, we did live on in the, on a cane farm in the middle of nowhere. So to be honest, the downtime was quite nice with a glass of wine on the on the patio. Um, you know, looking at the sunrise or the sunset was um, quite idyllic and, and quite relaxing. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that that paints a, a beautiful picture. And you know, I guess if you anyone knows that if you're running a farm there's not a lot of downtime at all anyway <laughs> there's always something to do we were lucky in that we were just um living on the farm um my in-laws had the the stress and the worry of running a farm i uh, i just got to enjoy the views and my favorite photo in the whole world is probably one me with me sitting with my feet up on the uh on the railing of the patio so that kind of typifies my contribution to the farm life <laughs> oh very cool so look, what, what would be your top three tips if someone was thinking about um, joining the rural or remote or regional workforce? What would be your yeah. advice? Yeah, um, be prepared, like get involved in, um, like get involved in rural and remote education before you go. So, you know, have your advanced life support um, for those who are going clinically, um, know your primary clinical care manual because that was certainly very helpful for me. Um, so be clinically prepared. I think um, get involved in the community because that then you know helps that spare time and that downtime. Um, and I think my other tip, just enjoy it. And I guess probably the way to enjoy it is make your work life like engage in that in the team with you. Like in those small places, it's you and nobody else. Um, and the team that's already at the hospital knows the patients. They know the community. So. And I don't even just mean the nursing team, I mean the admin officer, the cleaner, the cook, all of those people, they make your life easier in those communities and they really um, can help you in your work. So I think that's probably the tip there is, is really um, get to know the whole team and appreciate the whole team. Um, yeah, and you'll, you'll really enjoy it and get a lot, take a lot away. Yeah, yeah, and I think, um, you know, even just recently working with you over on, on Palm Island, um, it's amazing how much uh, knowledge and intel you can get from from your cleaners and your health workers and your admin, um, your permanent staff that are there. You know, we were sort of fly in, fly out, you know, blow-ins coming in to to provide support. But you know, you really needed that um, that local intel, and I think um, it was really invaluable to be able to have those health workers on side. Absolutely, we could not have done anywhere near the number of surveillance screening and swabbing that we did on Palm Island without those health workers there. Um, they are our, our key, they are our entry, literally our entry into people's homes um, to be able to swab. Um, they are able to give us the local knowledge. Um, those guys are absolutely critical. So yeah. building a good relationship and, and building a 
from the beginning with that team um, was absolutely crucial from the beginning. Yeah, 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 no, that's right. I oh, look, that was uh, relatively painless for me. So thank you for your time and uh, coming on board. No worries, thank you. <laughs> and hopefully we'll catch up again soon. I'm sure we will, thank you. <laughs>this has sparked your interest and you'd like some more information about this episode or perhaps how to take the leap and explore rural and remote nursing you can contact me and check out my website anurseoutwear.com.au or follow me on facebook and instagram by searching for a nurse outwear remember like subscribe and share them with your friends